the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Impulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Amen. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. You know, God wants you to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, and no matter where you find yourself tonight, He loves you. His grace is sufficient for you. He has already forgiven you. And He has a mighty purpose for your life. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B., and we are here to share the good news of the gospel. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight with uh, humility in our hearts and with gratitude. Father, we, we thank you for the transformation you've done in our lives and, and for the miracles out there in the listening audience. And Father, we thank you with great expectation for the miracles to come. Amen. Amen. So whether you are suffering under the bondage of addiction or you have a loved one, a friend, you know, everybody out there knows somebody that's suffering from addiction. Uh, you know, we, we want you to come along with us on a spiritual journey, a spiritual awakening. And we want to introduce you to someone that has the strength and the hope to solve any problem that you have. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tony, how are you tonight? Man, I'm just happy to be here and finally get the show on the road. We Been are looking on forward the road, to this brother. for a long time. Long <laughs> Amen. time. Amen. You know, because God has transformed our lives. And, you know, it really wasn't us. No. <laughs> no, we couldn't do it. But but he is, there's nothing impossible for God. And when you turn your will over to him, things change. So let's talk about some of the things that we're going to accomplish here on Recovery Radio. Uh, what, what do you want to accomplish here on Re- Recovery Radio, Tony? Well, primarily, this is going to be a place where you can call in and we can have basically that fireside chat, you know, where two or more are gathered, he is present, right? Amen. So not only are we here, not only are you here, but God's here. Yes, he and, is. And we have an audience, hopefully, throughout the Houston and uh, Beaumont area that'll feel free to call in, share their experience, strength, and hope, or deal with their going through, their trials and tribulations, and also not to be forgotten, the ones that are affected by our addictions and our hangups our wives, our sons and daughters, our parents, the people, the collateral damage of addiction. Yeah, that's right, because addiction just doesn't affect the, it doesn't just put the person in bondage. It affects everybody around them. And, and you know, uh, sometimes we don't realize that, how, how difficult it is for family members and loved ones uh, to, to 
to deal with the, the addiction, the consequences of addiction. So we're here to we're here to offer advice, and we don't have all the answers, but we know one that does. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, and we're here to uh, let people share their stories of victory. And uh, we're here to also to offer addiction resources. So if you'd like to join us on this journey, you can call in to 1-800-808-5548. So, Tony, this is our first show. So let's, uh, let's get acquainted with the audience a little bit and, and, and tell them how, how Jesus changed, a relationship with Jesus changed our lives. Okay, I can definitely do that. Um, nine years ago, on October 18th of uh, 2010, I was spiritually broken. I was uh, out of my house on my way to divorce my wife. And uh, my three children were very young. And uh, I was desperate. I was living in the back of my car, uh, a hopeless, alcoholic, compulsive gambler, out of control. Um, and finally, out of resources. You see, when, when you're an alcoholic or an addict or whatever you're path of uh, destruction is for lack of a better word you have people that either enable you or uh you manipulate that you don't even realize you're doing it because your your number one goal is to feed your addiction and what the enemy does is that he clouds you he clouds your vision through your addictions and he gets into your family he gets into your home he destroys your marriage he uh starts well, the journey of wayward children, all those things that come in, because I'm supposed to be the head of my household. Yes. Right? So anything that's going to come through me is going to benefit or destroy my home. That's right. And what I was doing, unbeknownst to me, because uh, in my mentality, in my state of mind at the time, I was doing everything right. I was working hard, so I played hard. I was bringing home the money, so I got to spend the money. All those things that we grow up in the world that we live in, that we think that we should do as men, I was doing, and uh, it got to the point to where my wife, uh, my wife hang, hung in there and prayed for me for 15 years. She's a godly woman. Wow. Um, but the straw that broke the camel's back was the emotional affair I had. That was, that was where she drew the line. And uh, it's coincidental that when I was going through all this is when Facebook first started. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something about Facebook. Facebook. I think it's actually a statistic. I don't know the percentage, but there were so many high percentage of divorces caused by Facebook yeah. where you, 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 you get online and you see people that you hadn't seen in 20, 30 years, ex-girlfriends, high school sweethearts, whatever, friends from high school, and everybody starts sharing pictures of what everybody looked like back then, and, and you, it's all enemy-driven. Not that Facebook is evil, but it can be used for evil. Yes, and the same way film and, and and everything is, but to make a long story short, you know, uh, uh, the emotional fair was the last uh, straw, and uh, so I had to go into rehab. I did two ninety day stints, and thankfully walked into our wonderful church, New Covenant Church in Amen. Humble, Texas, Amen. and uh, our pastor and uh, some very good uh, alcohol and drug professionals. They they saved my life, and. Uh, you know, we'll have a lot of more time in other episodes to get into detail with people that call in about that uh, first spiritual experience. I know mine uh, didn't even know it was going to happen. I, I just fell to my knees and, and gave in to Christ, and it, it was uh, the, the, the pinnacle of my life uh, to be able to finally realize that I had to surrender to win. And when you surrender to him, he takes care of everything, as long as you trust him and have faith. 
Amen. He does. You know, it's it's amazing because because he's really the one that that saves us. He's really the one that gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding. He's the one. But you know what? What's so wonderful is he will put people into our lives if we're just open, if we just have our ears open, and that's what we want to do. We we're on here because we want to shout from the mountaintops that there's a better way to live. You know, this Bible that I've got in my hands here, and we're going to be on Facebook Live at some point. But this Bible I have on my it, life is an open book test, and this tells us how to live life. You know, my story is. It's somewhat similar. Um, you know, there's there's a thousand, a million stories out there about addiction, but they're all the same. Yeah. They're all about compulsive behavior that you can't stop and you don't know what to do. And you think you can, but you can't on your own. And it's not until you stop and you say, I need help. It's not until you take that first step and say, I need help. And that second step and realize that, that there is one there that can help you. And that third step, when you turn your will and your life over to him, that, that's when things begin to change. So, you know, my, my story is my family. Um, oh, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you, brother. Today is Pastor John's seventh year of sobriety. Amen. Amen. I can hear the applause out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, my mom... Um, one of the reasons I'm here today and one of the reasons I'm involved in the recovery community is my mom died at, at 62 of liver failure. And, um, you know, some people it's, it's call it genetics, some call it generational curses, but her dad died at 62 of liver failure. And my dad's dad died at 62 of alcohol-related complications. And, and, you know, I look back to when my mom passed and I, I just wish that I knew back then we uh we tried to help my mom. I wish what I that I knew what I know now back then. Um I wish I knew about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how that can transform your life and how it's transformed mine. I wish I could go back in time but so cuz the enemy he just he just wants to kill, steal and destroy and uh he's a liar. <laughs> and so I ended up similarly, Tony. I ended up similarly where where uh, I was uh, alone, isolated. You know, addiction is about selfishness. It really yeah, is. Absolutely. And that's kind of rough to tell people. But, but that becomes the most important thing in your life. And it's about isolation. My wife left me. Thank God. You know, our God is a restoring God. And my wife's back with me. And we have a wonderful marriage today. But my wife had left me also. And, and uh, I, I was, you know, it, it, I really hit, hit bottom, you know. And uh, fortunately, I, I went through faith-based rehab. And uh, joined our church, New Covenant Church in Humble at 901 Wilson Road. And our plug, plug. Yeah, <laughs> our wonderful pastor, <laughs> Pastor Maz, uh, and, and life began to change. You know, before I forget, we have a ministry that meets every Friday night at 645. It's called Break Every Chain at New Covenant Church. And we had a powerful meeting. Last night was Fellowship awesome. Friday night. You know, we've had people come through there that have, have been heroin addicts, have been methamphetamine addicts alcoholics, uh, anger, gambling, you know, it's Super Bowl weekend, uh, all kinds of strongholds that have been delivered because whom whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It's free indeed. It's free indeed. So, you know, we have, uh, we have been blessed. And so we meet on, because you can't do this on your own. You just can't do this on your own. We meet at 645 on Fridays. We have pizza. We break bread together. We have, uh, uh, praise and worship. You know, we're, we're made to worship the Lord. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that 
when when you know I was I was thinking about this today. When we're in addiction, we're like a gerbil on a on one of those wheels. Habit trail. Yeah, trying to catch up it? to the to the to the food, mm-hmm. and, and, and you, know, you you can see the food. You think it's going to be wonderful, but you can't get. But you there. never get there. <laughs> you, nev- you, you, you never get there. Yeah. You, you, you're empty. Well, you know what though? If I can break in real quick, sure. it's funny the habit trail concept. When we like, let's take alcohol for example. The first time I drank, I was 13 or so, right? Yes. And I wanted so much to hang out with the older kids because they had just that feeling I wanted that of, of uh, we, we, when we're teenagers, we're looking for belonging, we're looking for identity. You know, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad at that time, and that's a big driver with us guys. Father's approval is the biggest thing sure. for a young man. Sure. So if we're not getting it at home, not to blame my dad or anybody's father, just uh, – the tendencies, the way my brain was wired at the time was I was so approval-seeking and so approval-driven that I was willing to do whatever it took to impress these older kids in my school, the cool guys. You know, back then in the 80s was the long hair and the leather jackets and all that. So I was willing to do what they did. And we were hanging out in this guy's uh, garage. He had broken through his mother's liquor cabinet. And uh, they dared me, the youngest kid, to drink half a bottle left of Southern Comfort they had. So I did it. And I did it (laughs) Uh, slowly, but I did it. And um, what that did and the point I'm trying to get to is that that feeling that I had, I immediately was attracted to. You know, I was drunk. I was I felt like I was invincible. I could do anything. And I was cool all of a sudden. And all this delusion that the alcohol provided, because what they were really doing, look at this sick guy throwing up all over the floor. They were laughing at what they had done to the young kid. But I thought I was gaining approval. So when I woke up the next morning. With the headache, with the feeling, and the, the nausea, and all that other stuff, I said, "This and this is where the alcoholic mindset set in." I said, "I have to do whatever it takes to get that feeling back that I had before the euphoria, right? And figure out how to do it without getting sick the next time." And there is the cycle. Yes. There is the cycle. That alcoholic cycle. And it's the same thing with drugs. You know, we chase yeah. that high, and uh, you never get it again. No, you. But don't. you're always chasing it. You think you have it. But it gets to the point to where real alcoholism is to where you can't stop. And I remember so many nights looking at that beer bottle on the bar that was getting lower and saying, I ought to stop, but give me another one. Yeah. And that powerless feeling of not being able to stop. And that's the thing that God has to take away from us. We can't do it for ourselves. Yeah, he delivers us from that. So, you know, the saying is one's too many and a thousand's not enough exactly. because you just keep chasing. You just yeah. keep chasing. And, you know, God is so good. You know, he made us to work. You know that they can measure our brains, our brain activities now. And and when we are worshiping the Lord, uh, that he, they can measure. We, we, we create God's so good. He, he gives us thousands of new neurons every morning. Joy, indeed, as the Bible says, comes in the morning and they can measure the activity. And when you're engaged in addictive activities, uh, activities that aren't healthy, your neurons look like bare trees. And, and uh, but when you're engaged in spiritual activities, there it looks like flowering trees yeah. and you lights know, up yellow. Yes, it does. It lights up, and it, and that's what that's what God is so good because that is what ultimately fulfills us. 
is is that it's the same principle when we when we go into church and we praise him and we worship him and we engage in spiritual activities then then we get the same type of dopamine uh responses that our brain is seeking on alcohol. but it's healthy this time right. it's good for us it mm-hmm. actually builds up our brain it, it affects the part of our brain that, that that has to do with empathy and, and it makes our brains more healthy that's why you can look at a scan of somebody that's been a, a cocaine addict or right. a meth addict and and their brain is dark it's not lit up mm-hmm. and and after six months three months six months a year the brain begins to light up again we are self-healing organisms right. god is so good there is hope we can do all things through christ who strengthens us Amen. yeah and, and and there is hope let me t- say the number again if anybody'd like to to uh, call in it's 1-800-808-5548 and we're here to take your calls and and visit with you and uh, to give you our advice and counsel maybe provide some addiction resources and hear your stories of victory see hear what Jesus Christ has has done in your life so let's uh let's talk about the open door mission a little okay let's do it let's do it uh you know there are people you know before I got into recovery, mm-hmm. I was afraid to admit that I had a problem. Uh, I was afraid because uh, I didn't know what would happen. I would think that people would judge me, that they would um, uh, reject me. But the truth of the matter is, is there are people everywhere, godly people that want to help you. Right. And that once you, once you, it, it is amazing once you ask for that help, how receptive people are. They're wonderful, man. The, you know, we, secrets are, are, are dangerous. We think that we keep all these things secret, but, uh, but we don't keep anything secret. Do we have a call holding on line one? No. Oh, no, no okay. Uh, there is a ministry in this town. It's, uh, it's called the Open Door Mission, and I want to make a special plug for it. Um, it, because it is wonderful the work they're doing over there. There's a man, Tommy Thompson, who runs this ministry. Uh, he's been doing it for nine years. Um, he's a, a wonderful man of God, and they take people that are homeless. You know, homeless is a incredible problem in our country. There are um, there are okay there there are five hundred thousand people in this country that are homeless. So the open door ministry uh, takes people in that are homeless. It tests them scholastically where they're at. It gets them their GED and prepares them. Wow. It trains them. I know free medical and dental care while they're there. As they mm. go through this program, they start every day in church because Jesus is the answer. Their mm-hmm. number one motto is Jesus saves. Mm-hmm. And then they place them in jobs when they get out and get them a place to live. And they are transforming men's lives just like Jesus Christ. Let's let's take a call on line one. We've got Jerry from Mumble. Jerry, how are you this evening? I'm okay. Hey, Jerry, turn, your, you? turn your radio or TV down. It's coming through a little bit loud. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. We're on a tape delay, so you, you're going to hear an echo. It might mess us up. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing okay. I, uh, I want, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Or I, I'm going to ask you to tell me something. Tell me the difference between a faith-based recovery program and a non-faith-based recovery program well that's a great question jerry and you know um we were going to get into that if not today the next episode but one thing that i know is on my heart 
because I had both secular recovery and Christian recovery. And okay. what I've come to find out over the nine years that I've been sober and in church and since I've been saved is that so much of secular recovery is based on the Bible. It's not even funny. But see what, what we, uh, what we have the same way Jesus had, Jesus had the Pharisees, right? right. When, we're, when we're in addiction, well, there are so many people that are, they're not aware of God. They're not Christ centered. So when they go into secular recovery, they are not very attracted at first or not very comfortable with hearing the even the name God. They're not very good at their Bible or good at it at all. So what secular recovery did through the 12 steps, they basically took the Beatitudes, and uh, I don't want to say they made a recovery for dummies book, but they kind of dummied it down to where the uh, the Christian influence was there. I mean, Bill Wilson, I know for a fact himself, was a Christian. They they first, before they named it Alcoholics Anonymous, it was going to be called the James Group, because if you read the book of James, you've got a book of recovery there. And uh, yeah. the saying from Matthew that a faith without works is dead is in the secular recovery book, but it doesn't say it's from Matthew. But there's so much biblical influence, and there's been books written on it um, about how much the Christian perspective of Alcoholics Anonymous is the real vision of it. Let me let me jump in, Jerry, because I, I, I've been through both, and you know we we believe the twelve steps are biblically inspired. But here's the difference in my book: people go through that don't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They go through secular recovery, and they might stay sober, and, and many many do, and and more uh, applause to them. But when you go into faith based recovery, and you combine it with secular recovery, and you get the power of Jesus Christ in your life, that's when you get a supercharged, supernatural yes. recovery. That's when you get the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's when things begin to change in your life. And and we want to take this message out to, to the world because we want to be a bridge from the secular recovery community into faith based. Because it's not just about, uh, we want people to have the, the abundant life that Christ promised them that, that comes when you become a Christian and when you accept him into your heart. We wanted them to have, as I said, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we and it's about their salvation. Man, we don't know when we have tomorrow. We don't know when 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 if he's coming back or if we're going to get hit, hit by a bus tomorrow. So, you know, if you want to spend eternity with Jesus Christ, then embrace faith-based recovery and and your life will change. So to me, that that's the difference, but but you know, uh, we're, we're for all phases of recovery. Recovery is a good thing. And remember also, you know, when we talk about the Great Commission, yes, that, you know, we're supposed to go out there and minister, and we're supposed to go out there and, and, and save, and we're supposed to go out there and preach the gospel. So I know what my mission has been since I started as secular and worked into Christian recovery and going to church and bringing guys from halfway houses and from secular meetings and introducing them and showing them how the true message of, se- of secular recovery is the gospel. Yeah, each of those And it, it really is. And so what, what we have to do as Christians that have recovered or are in recovery is be able to reach out and to minister to those that are lost in Christ and bring them home. You and know, bring them home. That's it, what the Great Commission is all about. And that's the goal, one of them, at least, you know, of, uh, of our ministry, is to be able to reach out to the community and show them that Jesus Christ is the way to sobriety and to life. Well, let me add one more, more thing, Jerry, and that's a great question. Thank you so much for calling in. But Jesus Christ is the the great physician. Jesus Christ is the deliverer. 
you know, so many people struggle white knuckle with with alcohol abuse. They, they, you know, they can't. They're constantly craving it or with methamphetamine or cocaine or or pornography or whatever it is. But Jesus Christ will deliver you from those things. I don't if I think about alcohol today, I think about a hangover. He has taken it away from me. And so to me, that's that's the difference when you really develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's deliverance from whatever you had you in bondage. Let's, let's take time for call. one more call before the break. Yeah, how about David on line two? Hey, David, how you doing? Welcome to Recovery Radio Houston. How can we help you? Uh, well, I, I was just going to ask uh, to explain a little more about the faith-based idea for recovery. And I think just listening, I think you pretty well answered my question before I was, e- was even able to ask it. Was that me or Pastor John? So we're keeping score yeah, in here. We're keeping was, score. I think that was pretty much both of y'all. <laughs> now we're in this together. We're warriors in the kingdom together, brother David. Thank you for the for, for that. And and again, uh, we just encourage people to to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts, and and He will change you. He will He will set you free of that bondage. Uh, I know people. You know, Tony's right uh, because when people go into twelve step programs, many of them are desperate. They want to change. And they're open, but they don't have a relationship with God. They've never been exposed to him, many of them, or, or, or they've been hurt by somebody or, or they've got some sort of impediment. But those 12 steps do begin you on a spiritual awakening, Absolutely. on a spiritual journey. And, you know, not everybody's going to find God in it. Not everybody's going to find Jesus Christ. But many, many do. Yeah. And that's who we're, we're, we're after. So we're, you know, but when you're, when you're lost and when you're uh, in your addiction, particularly things that intoxicate you, you're not in your right right, right mind. You know, the story of the prodigal son tells us about how uh, the the man was, was working with the pigs and he was in the pig slop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it says he came to his senses. Right. And sometimes secular recovery can help. You know, you've got to go away for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days or whatever. You've got to get your mind right. And, and then it's you can become detox. open to God. It's called and, detox. And then other people, other, everybody's different though. You know, yeah. the uh, cross and the switchblade, uh, you know, they had experience with gangs in New York where they found people were delivered and filled with the Holy oh, yeah. Spirit on the spot. So, you know, well, everybody has their bottom. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has, has their everybody bottom. Everybody has their bottom. David, okay. you still there? Oh, I do pr- I do appreciate it. Yes, I've been listening intently. Okay. Well, thank you, well, sir. Well, I hope you keep listening. Thank Thanks. you for calling in. We've got you another call. You guys have a blessed night. You too, sir. We've got another call on line three. Uh, Alonzo, calling from Humble. Alonzo, how can we help you tonight? Uh, how you doing? Um, We're good. Really enjoying the program. Thank you. Uh, I was just wondering, how has uh, Christian Brothers helped you all um, on your walk with recovery? Christian Brothers Automotive, or <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're a very big sponsor of somebody I know. Yeah, no. Uh, Christian you, Brothers, you're talking about uh, kinship and fellowship. Yes, sir. That's a very How's integral part of uh, recovery. That's a very integral part of recovery uh, on both sides of the fence, either secular or Christian. I know that when I walked into New Covenant Church for the first time, I felt this feeling of warmth and acceptance that I'd never felt in any other church before. And I grew up Catholic in New York City, and uh, they've got some big churches up there with lots of people in it. Um, but there was something about the spirit-filled uh, evangelical Christian church that, that grabbed me uh, that time I went in, because the times I had gone before, uh, I really wasn't willing. I was kind of just following my wife in the church, and it really didn't uh, do anything for me. But when I was willing and I was ready, um, that church just grabbed me and pulled me in. 
and, and uh, getting involved with the men of that church in our uh, different men's groups that we have, and now with our Break Every Chain ministry. You know, if we don't have not just brothers and fellows to hang out with, but if we don't have accountability partners and mentors and sponsors, uh, this is something that we can't do by ourselves. You know. Yeah, you know, the uh, uh, book of James tells us at 516, it says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. So, you know, Christian fellowship, early on in my recovery, uh, one of my pastors said said to me, spend as much time as you can around your Christian brothers. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I, you know, I had a I had the wrong conception of, of Christianity right. and, and of church. Uh, you know, I, I had, you know, judgment in my mind and, and I guess, you know, men, when men get involved, sometimes they mess things up and I guess that happens. But our church, when I walked into our church, mm-hmm. I felt accepted. I felt loved. You I were the most important man in the room. <laughs> yeah. You said that, Tony, <laughs> in our first Well, you don't meeting. remember something. <laughs> Somebody told me this when I first got saved saying, how do you become a good Christian father? How do you become a good Christian husband? How do you become a good Christian man? By hanging around other Christian fathers, husbands, and men. Yes, and learning. And we have and to feed that. We have to feed off each other in that. Be able to hold each other accountable. So that's what we do at Break Every Chain on Friday nights in Humble at 901 Wilson Road. You know, please come out and join us. Uh, it's a men's and women's fellowship. We have, we have. Uh, I think we were talking about this earlier. We have, we break bread together. Then we have a, a biblical message. You know, we're a Bible-based memory uh, ministry. We have praise and worship. We worship our Lord, and then we break into men and women's uh, fellowships and groups. And we we uh, we share and uh, our stories and our victories and and our triumphs and and we we support each other and and uh, that Christian fellowship is absolutely critical to to a, a true walk with the Lord and, and and to true recovery. So we're just we're just so excited to be here. I, I can't tell you how excited. What's that phone number again? I'm gonna okay. That, that phone number is one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. Hey, we're we're this is our first show. We're we're, we're getting used to each we're other. We're rookies. We're, yeah. What are, what our hand signals mean to each other? So if you hear a pause, just don't stop talking when I wave at you, will you? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. So, anyway, we're we're gonna have fun with this because you know that, that's 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 what true. You know, you you think when you're in addiction, you really do think, how could I live without drinking? There are people out there that think that. Right how am now. I going to have fun? Yeah. How how could Where's I? Where's all the fun in my life? Yeah. You know, getting sick and thrown in out of jail, wrecking cars. <laughs> that fun. Yeah. All that fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so you think you can't live without these, and that's that's a lie from the enemy. Oh yeah. You know, because he comes to seek, to kill, and steal, destroy. and destroy. Yeah. Just like a that's, roaring lion. Yeah, he's out there like a roaring lion. That's a lie. But but when you when you get into true sobriety and that true walk with the Lord, you know, life really is fun. And like I said, you know. He has a purpose for each one of us. Yeah. And when we get sober, we have a testimony. And we'll get into that after the break. After the break here, we're going to roll into talking a little bit more about our ministry and how it's going to grow and the new church, the new church that Pastor John is starting here in just a couple of weeks. Amen. We love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know, we were talking right before the break and we were talking about, you know, every one of you has a purpose out there 
And when we go through things, when we get through these trials and tribulations, when we are overcomers, the Bible tells us overcomers, overcomers from the enemy, because he wants to snare you into addiction. When we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb, that's the blood of Jesus Christ who died for our sins and the word of our testimony. So when you go through that, you have a powerful testimony and that's going to help somebody that's dealing with the same things you are. Let's take a call from, uh, let's see, we've got Leon holding from uh, Humble. Leon, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How about you yourself, sir? Uh, doing great. Blessed and, and highly favored. Thank well, you. I'm kind of on a date with a seven-year-old at the movie theater, but I just wanted to stop and take a few moments to tell y'all, I've been to the Breaking, Breaking the Chain Ministries three times. And it is just the most wonderful place. And I have built something in my heart going to these places. And it is, I want everybody to know about it. And I hope this program can get it the word out that there is help for people. Because, I mean, I, I am new to this. But I understand one of you guys, I think, are celebrating, are celebrating an anniversary of your sobriety. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Seven years. That's, that's a wonderful thing. grace of God. Thank and you. I just wanted to, you know, say congratulations. And I just wanted to say, good job. And uh, I mean, I want everybody to know that that breaking the chain, the breaking the chain ministries is just, it's just, it's just something else. <laughs> and it, it's already changing my life. Le- and I want to say thank y'all. Well, Leon, you know what? That is, that is so wonderful to hear. You know, Leon, Jesus Christ is already changing your life. That's right. He, he's uh, he's getting into your heart, and and we're just I being. I think so too. Yes, sir. sir. I really do. We're just and, uh, we're man, just, just we're just the vessel. I, I just I can't get enough of it. We're I just mean, the I'm ve- telling you right now. I just walked out of a movie theater for my seven year old and told her I have to go do something. I'll be right back, baby. So I really have to go. But I just wanted y'all to know. God told me to come out here and call and tell y'all. And y'all are doing a wonderful thing. God bless y'all. And please keep God up all the good work. God bless you too, Leon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That Have is a good thing. Thank you. You enjoy the movie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I will. It's Star Wars. <laughs> you, you know, because uh, Star Wars. You know, God wants us. Jesus wants us to have, He came so that we could have an abundant life. He, he really did. And there's an abundant life out there for everybody. I hope somebody will call in tonight who's got a relative or a friend or, or a spouse or a child that's struggling so so we can point them in the right direction. Uh, the number to call is 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808-5548. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit, Tony, about the scope of the problem. Because... Uh, you know, there is, uh, I think our intro, Marcia explains to the audience that, that addiction is rampant in yeah. our society. And I don't think people, you know, I'm going to give some statistics out. And um, I, I don't think that, I think these statistics, if anything, under-report addiction. Because I don't think anybody calls up and says, uh, uh, you know, I've got an addiction problem when they take a survey. So uh, these under-reported statistics tell us that. 23 million people in the United States need treatment, have a substance abuse problem, and less than 12% actually receive it. Wow. You know, the, uh, you know, earlier we got calls about what's the difference between secular recovery and faith-based recovery. Right. You know that the relapse rate for methamphetamine is 93%. I know, and it's very similar with alcohol. Well, uh, one out of every 10 or 13, I forget what it is, desire chips stay dry. 
Yeah. And and so that's that's the difference because you need you need that relationship with Christ. You can't do it on your own. He puts these people in our lives to help us. And, you know, brotherhood and and fellowship is wonderful. But but we need to help. You know that that this statistic floored me that from 2006 to 2014, 100 billion. That's a billion. 100 billion oxycodone and hydrocone pills were distributed in our country. Wow. 100 billion. That's over 300 per person. So, <laughs> I, you know, the poor people that are under the bondage of addiction, there's no telling how many they were they were taking. And just recently, only recently, you had to start showing your ID to pick up a narcotic prescription. Which is good. Which is good. Think about what it was before that. Oh, I know it. I know it. Um, 10 million Americans used opioids last year for non-medical mm. uses. 10 million. Yeah. And again, these statistics, I think they're underreported. There, there are people that get addicted to opioids just because they're taking it for legitimate pain. Uh, oh, absolutely. But then they just, and then they figure it's cheaper to get it on the street. Well, actually, it's not cheaper, but it's easier to get it on the street so you don't have to get a prescription, and that's where the problem starts. A- absolutely. They go in for back surgery or they, 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 get, uh, they get hurt. Uh, we got a call coming in uh, on line one. Let's, let's talk to Jamie. I think she's calling from Austin. Jamie, how are you? Hi, I just wanted to give a big shout out to Tony B and Pastor John for this awesome, awesome radio program. Um, I happen to be related to Pastor John. <laughs> uh oh. Are you going to sing him happy birthday on the air? No, well, I wanted to give a big shout out for his seven year anniversary because that's pretty darn amazing. Yes, it is. So, way to go, Pastor John. I think that's unbelievable progress. And um, as a relative of um, a few people who have had addiction problems, I wanted to um, let some of the callers who called in about um, being worried about, um, I guess, their, their relatives or their friends or them not being able to have fun um, while... Uh, not having any type of substance or alcohol. And I just wanted to say um, we lost Uncle John for a lot of years, but for the past seven years we have had him back and felt his love. And, my gosh, we have had so much unbelievable fun with him because he's been back. He's a pretty fun guy, isn't he? (laughs) He is a wonderful guy. and He doesn't need anything to make him Anything else but what he is. Y'all are making me blush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's radio. They can't see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Praise the Lord. Uh, I love you, Jamie. Thank you for calling in. Thanks, Jamie. And, and you know, I love you, Pastor John. I love you, Tony B. And y'all keep up the awesome work. We love you, too. Thank Thanks you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, the love that you feel as you go into recovery. And you know what the most important thing is? Christ died for you while you were still in your sin. Isn't that amazing? He loves you more than I could. You know, I love my little sister. I love my wife. I love you, Tony. I but love he, you too, John. <laughs> but he loves us more than we could ever possibly imagine. And he sent his son to die for us. I mean, that's, you know. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you say that because think about all the time. And I know me. I don't know about you. I don't know about y'all out there. But I know that every time I stepped into a... Uh, a bar or a situation where it wasn't exactly the place to be, if you know what I mean, without getting graphic or anything, that there was this little voice in the back of my head that was saying, this may not be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That was God. Yeah. Standing there 
waiting for me to turn to him, and he did that for 35 years. Wow. 35 years. We are we're pretty stubborn, aren't we? You know, that's yeah. one of the things about addiction is we, we want to control everything. We think we're in control when no. we're completely out of control. The same way we think we don't have a problem, but everybody else knows that we have a problem. You know, we're the, trying to hide it from everybody, but they all know already. Absolutely. You yeah. know, the Apostle Paul in Romans, you know, Romans also reads like a recovery book. He asks, yeah. don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? Mm. And he says, this is the Apostle Paul who wrote uh, so much of the Bible. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. So then he asks himself, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And there's one answer, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yes, he will free us. He will free us. So uh, we were talking just then about uh, the selfishness also of addiction. You know, my sister calling in reminds me um, you know, when I go see my family now, I'm present. <laughs> it, 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 it's wonderful. You remember it. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. But the, you know, my wife and I have an intimacy that we never had before. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it it is wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I'm I have my life is so much more fulfilled now than it was before I came to Christ. It's 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 absolutely amazing. Let's see, we have uh, Angel on line one. Hi. Hello. Good good, good hey, evening. Where are you calling from? I'm in Galena Park, Texas. Oh. How are you doing tonight, Angel? Uh guys, I uh I'm doing well. How are you all doing? Very well. Praise the Lord. We're well because you're here. How can we help you? Okay, praise the Lord. Um I am uh just I just have a quick question. Um what it may sound very foolish to y'all, but uh, it's been troubling me, and, and I want to know the answer. <laughs> what 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 makes an addiction an addiction? Well, that's a great question. That is a great question. Uh, let me let me tell you what the official definition of addiction, because it's got various ones. But one definition okay. is a brain disorder characterized by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli. And here's the important part despite adverse consequences. Mm. So, uh, and I just uh, quoted from from the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. When you start doing what you know is wrong, Tony mentioned that little voice, mm. and, and you know that, that you're going to have some problems here. Your wife's going to get mad at you. You're going to miss work. Something bad's going to happen, mm-hmm. but you keep doing it. Um, addiction is also defined as any compulsive activity that interferes with one's personal or professional obligations or relationships. So, you know, uh, it's any kind of compulsive behavior that's destructive. I think that's, that's it in a nutshell. Is there something you, that you want to talk about, Angel? Maybe uh, something you're doing that you want to bring out? Uh, I mean, that, that's my question right there. I mean, it, it's, how should I say this? It, it's like, if it isn't one thing, it's another. It doesn't have to be a drug or a, an alcohol. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, we're talking about know, food. Be... We're talking about food. We're talking about sex. We're talking about gambling. We're talking about uh, right. codependency, people pleasing. There's a whole plethora of things that you can be uh, addicted to. Well, pornography may be the number one addictive thing in America. I think right so, now. too. Yeah. Even pornography. Of course. Um, yeah. And then, and so, I, 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 I guess that was my question. So, in a sense, it's like, I mean, is is almost like not, you know, what they say, and it's, it's not the entire world 
doing something, whether it be painkillers or, I mean, I, I know I do, I'm a, I'm a handyman and I, I do work for school teachers and, and whatnot. And I see them, you know, very intoxicated on their pain medications and whatnot. And, well, opioids, and it's like, opioids is smoke, one of, you know, opioids is one of, if not the biggest uh, narcotic addictions there is out there. And Angel, we thank you for calling in. And uh, God bless you. you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah, to you another time. Yeah, God bless you, Angel. But hey, I think we got one more call there. We got to roll into uh, line three there. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Jillian. Hi, this is Jillian from Humble. So I have a question. Um, how do you accept people in their disease when they're very first getting you're kind of breaking up, Jillian. Your, your cell phone's breaking up. We're not hearing you. Okay. Try it again. Well, I think the question from Jillian, and unfortunately we've got a problem with the reception, is is how do you accept people when they first come in and they're still struggling with addiction? Is, right. it, is that right, Jillian? That's that's correct, and and not try to be pushy. Well, you know what you do? The, the God is love. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. and Jesus came and he said, love your love God with all your heart, mind and soul. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Well, that's the thing about break every chain, you know, because we're not mm-hmm. all up there thinking we're holier than thou. I think it's Luke chapter 15 where Jesus, the Pharisee is praying down at one end and he's saying, oh, I thank goodness I'm not like these other people. I tithe. I do all these wonderful things. And I'm so glad I'm not like that other guy down at the end of the hall. And, and the other guy's a tax collector, which is was considered a sinner back then. And, and and he's praying, God, I need you. And Jesus says, I'm here for that guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the, that's the true Christian. And so it break every chain. And in true faith based recovery, we don't judge you. We love you, man. We've been there. And so and so you know, it's it's our job to love people that maybe at that point are unlovable, but they're all. Jesus said. How you treat the least of these is right. how you treat me. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, you, you love them, you help them, you're there for them, you strengthen them, and you point them to the one that can really deliver them from that problem, and that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's a wonderful question, Jillian. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Back to, you know, Angel's call, because he said it seems like everybody is, is in, in the bondage of addiction. Um, everybody's addicted to something everybody's addicted to something you know there is no question that there is addiction is rampant in our society but we're here to take back ground from the enemy absolutely (laughs) we're here to free people one at a time you know they asked me when we wanted to do this radio show they said what would be a success how would you consider the show a success i said if we reached one person one person and that's all we can do is one at a time the the harvest the bible tells us the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few on angel's point but we are here there's an army rising up <laughs> as the there's word, an the, army. yeah there's an army rising up and there there are people in this community we talked about one group the open door ministries uh that that's there let me let me talk about a few other uh, open door mission. Open door mission. Yeah, that, that's there to help the the, the homeless. There are faith based if uh, ministries uh, across the state. Uh, there's a, a ministry called Heaven's Army, which is for women that are uh, that are struggling with addiction, and it's faith based and it's free. 
just like the Open Door Mission. That's one thing I didn't say about the Open Door Mission. It's all free. Yeah. You know, they have a at the Open Door Mission, they have a, a chef on staff. I've eaten lunch there. It's wonderful. You're kidding me. No, I'm not, man. <laughs> they, they, those guys. Well, eat you know, good. the halfway house I stayed in, we cooked our own food. So there was about eight different good chefs there. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, there's a place in Fort Worth called Victory Temple Ministries. It's also for women that are struggling with addiction. Victory Temple Recovery.org. There's a ministry, you know, a lot of women, um, sadly, have been placed into into sexual trafficking. There's a ministry. Such an epidemic. That uh, is. Absolutely. Or that have. Uh, found, and that's feeding an addiction. Yes. Well, many, and, and also that have found themselves uh, taken off their clothes for money. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a ministry on Facebook called Heels to Halos. And the lady that runs that has come to break every chain and given her testimony. We're going to invite her back, Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. Uh, there are 12-step programs. Again, you know, if you need to go to a meeting, go to a 12-step meeting. Go yeah. to Celebrate Recovery. Come, know, to, come to Break Every Chain. <laughs> you can download an app on your phone called Meeting Finder, and there's others like it where it'll read your GPS and point you towards the nearest meeting. I've used it as I travel through the country. It's a really, really neat thing. And we're, we're going to have a program where we trace each of the 12 steps and their biblical yes. their biblical basis. You know, um, for, they're, they're about making amends and forgiving and taking that message, the Great Commission, like you talked yep. about, to other people. Uh, there's AA for people struggling with alcohol. There's NA, Narcotics Anonymous. There's SAA, Sex Addicts Anonymous. There's SLA, Sex and Love Addicts. There's, There's adult, Gamblers Anonymous. Gamblers Anonymous. COSA, Smoking Anonymous. Al-Anon. Um, let's talk a little bit here towards the end of the program about something that, you know, there's a book written by by uh, Patrick Carnes called Out of the Shadows, and it is uh, uh, sex addiction. Uh, sex addiction is a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. You know that it is estimated that 30% of all data across the internet is pornography. Wow. Yeah. That there are more visits to, um, to porn sites than visit Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon combined. Hmm. That the worldwide revenues in pornography are more than the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That the largest porn site last year, there were... Five billion five hundred and seventeen million hours spent on that porn site, wow. and that's not where 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 God wants us to be. No, uh, no. And, and that destroys intimacy. It destroys marriages, and it destroys your your intimacy with God. Most importantly, you know the Bible talks about suf- sexual sins, and and it's it's a it, you know kids can get it on these on these cell phones. You know, and, 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 and I, I was going to say the thing about. That's exploded. This industry is the technology. About yeah. it, in the palm of your hand, you have access to all of this. But it's a, when we talk about the willingness there and accountability partners and, and so on and so forth. There is also technology that can block that from your phone. There is. There's a there's a, a, a website called Net Nanny that you can put mm-hmm. it on your phone. You know, because we need help. Oh yeah, you know, we're in addiction. <laughs> we need help. We need everyone. Oh, there's a website called Covenant Eyes yeah. that'll block you from going there, and it'll protect your kids. I think there's even one that can send an alert to someone yeah. that holds you accountable that you're doing it. Absolutely, that, that would be enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Put your wife on there. Yeah, and, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to die. Okay, I just want to be held accountable. So there's uh, a, a group called Every Man's battle because many right. men struggle with it and they have seminars here and in, in this area and then let me let me let me recommend a book 
written by a Christian man uh, for people that are struggling in relationships and have done something to violate their woman's their wife's trust, like you talked about, mm-hmm. and that's that's called Worthy of Her Trust. Uh, it's by Jason Mark Martin Kinos. It's uh, available on Amazon and other places. But you know, there's one resource that's the best resource of all, and I'm holding it in my hand right now, and that's the Holy Bible. Yes, sir. If Amen. You, if you spend time with Him, He will change your life. That is guaranteed. So I would recommend people that are new, that are uh, struggling with addiction, that you start in the book of Romans because it reads, well, I'd, I'd read the Gospels first. But mm. Learn about Jesus. Learn about his character. Learn about the stories. Drink the milk before you eat the meat. Yeah, and, and exactly. <laughs> Amen. And, he, and, you know, those stories all have meaning. And they, the, this book is the living, breathing word of, of God. And it, it, it's as much true today as when it was written. And I'll, and I'll tell you that I will personally guarantee to all of you out there that that the way it worked for me is that I had to be totally alone. You know, it's amazing how God will take you so far away from the people that you hurt and put you in a place to where the only thing you can turn to is him. And when I was at that point where I had no other recourse, when I read those Gospels, they did so much for me than than they would have done when I was in my addiction and in my sure. sin to where I was. That was the last thing I wanted to hear because all I wanted what I was, was what I wanted. But when that stuff was all gone and everything around it that was feeding it was gone, those Gospels is what saved me. They, they literally saved my life because the loving power of Jesus Christ heals everything. You know, the Bible tells us that, that has a story about how the shepherd leaves the 99 to go get the one. And that's who Jesus, our Lord and Savior is. That's who Jesus is. He will, no matter where you're at, he's going to come chase you. There is no hole too deep for the hand of God to reach down and get you. The only thing you have to do is reach up and take hold. You know, it's a free gift. It's the most marvelous, wonderful gift that that has ever been made in creation. And, And it's from the God that spun the universe, that spun the stars. I want to promote a couple of more things here before we leave. We've got a marriage conference at New Covenant Church. Uh, if you're in Humble or anywhere in Northeast Houston, anywhere in Houston, it's worth driving to. Yeah. Our church, New Covenant Church, 901 Wilson Road. Uh, and there's a marriage conference, and Hercules is going to be there, the guy that plays Hercules in the, in the, on the TV show. I forgot his name, too. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there. And uh, he's also the guy, he, he also played in, um, in, in some faith-based movies. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that guy is that he, he was a, a regular Hollywood guy, the TV show Hercules, movies. And when he started proclaiming his Christian faith, Hollywood pretty much blacklisted him. So he was, uh, he's on, uh, uh, a lot of faith God is dead. Now. God, God is, is dead. dead. That's right. Yeah. And this marriage conference is February 15th. You can find it online at, at newcc.org. Uh, and let me promote one more thing that's near and dear to my heart. Um, we're starting a new covenant, Greater Heights. And the first service is going to be, um, March 1st. And, um, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to be the senior pastor there at this new church. And, you know, I just, I just, God has put it on my heart to reach into the middle of the city because as Angel said, when Angel called us, there are so many people out there that are hurting, that are struggling under the bondage of addiction. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a a spirit-filled church uh, with a subtitle of Recovery Church. Mm. We want to reach into people. You know, we're not going to judge you. We're going to love you. We want to, we want to, we want to do the best. You know, the Bible says, follow me. Jesus said, follow me. 
And uh, we'll never be completely, but we are called to be as Christ-like as possible. And we're going to love on people. So, Tony, it's been wonderful. What, what's your parting words here, brother? My parting words are, we're so sorry. We got lines blinking and people we want to get to. But unfortunately, we're running out of time here. So we want you to call back next week, 9 o'clock, Saturday night. Every Saturday night at 9, we will be here. We will God be really. aware, and we will be there for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Recovery Radio Houston. For Pastor John, this is Tony B. signing off. Until next time, let, God bless you. Let me tell you, the, the parting word that I want, want you to know is that God loves you. I don't care what you're de- dealing with. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you find yourself tonight, under a bridge. God loves you, and he's got a purpose for your life, and he will change your life. If you've got a relative or a, a loved one that's struggling, there's an answer. There's an answer, and that answer is Jesus Christ. Amen. There is power in, in the, the name, name of, of Jesus, Jesus, in whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. So join us every Saturday night here at Recovery Radio. We'll be here, and if you miss the broadcast or you want uh, somebody else to hear it, it's going to be on podcast at the radio station. And uh, God loves you more than we could ever explain. God bless you all. Good night. You've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston. Listen again next Saturday at 9 p.m. If you missed any of this show, you can listen to the podcast at kkht.com. For more information, go to recoveryradiohouston.com. Recovery Radio Houston.